Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. Welcome to the wrap party where we dive a little deeper into Sunday's message. Pastor Ray here, this time with Pastor Luis. Hello. He just started our new series, Greater Than, where we're looking at the book of Hebrews, which really is all about Jesus being greater than everything. And so, Pastor Luis, why don't you remind us a little bit about maybe the heart behind this series and then what you talked about this morning, and we can have a conversation about it. Yeah, absolutely. So the book of Hebrews is a wonderful book that focuses on Jesus. It's a big sermon about Jesus, and it uh, points to the fact that Jesus is greater than um, everything, like you mentioned, but especially for those Jewish Christians who were the audience um, that the author was writing to, who had you know so much experience in the Torah and the Jewish practices, they needed to hear that Jesus was greater than what they have experienced before so that they can press on in the faith. Um, and so, yeah, this book is really uh, a book about perseverance um, in the midst of persecution mm-hmm. when you face challenges and your faith uh, really leads you to places where uh, it's really risky to be Christian. What do you do? Do you keep on going or do you go back? Do you settle for the status quo? And so... Um, <clears throat> We find so many encouragement about uh, pressing on, and that's the whole book of Hebrews, basically. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I, I really enjoyed um, your message this morning, just just bringing out um, the Old Testament scriptures, which th- the book of Hebrews does. And I, I think that context is key for us, because obviously we're not these Jewish Christians living yeah. 2,000 years ago. And yeah. so we can learn as we study the context of scripture, where they were at in their lives, what challenges they faced. And then we can apply that to our lives today. I find it interesting though, you, you, you kind of started out with verse three from chapter two of yeah. Hebrews and then worked your way backwards. But um, the author is really laying out an argument. And then in, in those first few verses of chapter two, um, he, he kind of draws out this rhetorical question that he's asking. And I, I find it interesting that the question isn't how do we? How could we neglect such a great salvation? Mm-hmm. But the question is, how shall we escape if we neglect such mm-hmm. a great salvation? So the focus is really on um, on avoiding the consequences of neglecting. And mm-hmm. so the verse actually says that um, the verse. Uh, let me see here. The verse says that. It was declared by angels, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution. So there, there's consequences for right. neglecting it. Um, and I, I guess the answer is we can't without God's grace. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about that idea that um, you know focusing on the escape versus the neglect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. It's important to hear the warnings uh, that are omnipresent in the letter of Hebrews. There are so many warnings that are there not to scare us, but Mm -hmm. to make us uncomfortable. And uh, 
but we need to be uncomfortable too yeah. because you know when he says how shall we escape that's a serious warning. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, if you read the Old Testament, you know that in the desert, <clears throat> when the people rebelled against Moses and his laws and, and you know the covenant and what God had spoken, well, they died. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's not a small thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the author is um, very intentional about how he um, presents these warnings. He knows that the people he's writing to uh, are very well versed yeah. into this kind of warnings to heed, I know, and to pay attention to what's um, happening. And uh, I think that probably it's it can be a challenge to focus in a sermon like escaping, you know, right. the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. But we should maybe uh, sometimes do that more, um, you know. And and the reality, if we think about it, is the if the danger of neglect will lead to not escaping. Um, you know the the wrath of God, mm-hmm. and I, I mean the wrath of God sounds like really serious yeah. and heavy, but I mean the Bible is very clear that uh, every sin that is not dealt with uh, in the grace of God, and you know, um, and uh, where there's no repentance and you have not Jesus in your life, will lead to you paying the consequences of mm-hmm. your sin, which is you know God has punishments follows the sin you know there's just uh you do something bad and something you know someone has to pay the good news for us Mm -hmm. is that jesus paid the price for us but for these um jewish christians it was it was very serious to consider going back to a way of life where there's no justification for Mm -hmm. sins there's just no no escape basically there's no more escape so the author is like you guys want to go back to a, a way of life where there's absolutely no escape. And um, that's a scary thought. Yeah, it is. And uh, I hope I hope we hear it. I mean, there's just it's so funny because it's pretty tempting to kind of skip it. But um, this is a very serious warning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I was thinking, too, um, as you were giving some of the context, you talked about how for the Hebrews that the letter, letter was written to, it was a matter of life and death yeah. getting this right. Um, and, and they were facing persecution that could mean them losing their life for proclaiming that Jesus was Lord. And so I, I think it's important as we study Hebrews that we connect with this, this very real point, yeah. because I, I think understanding our sin and our wickedness against a glorious savior, um, we feel that weight yeah. of this life or death situation that we're in. Yeah. And I, I hope that it, it causes us to, instead of drifting away, to put down an anchor on our salvation and saying, no, this is Jesus. He's the rock that I'm standing on. And although the waves are coming against me, um, I'm, I'm going to stay right here planted on his truth and, and on his salvation for me, his, his death and resurrection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. I think that what the offer is doing is that he is planting a signpost, like yeah. basically danger. Mm-hmm. Like you, you keep driving this way this is the end of a cliff. And right. so you, you're going to fall down mm-hmm. and it's not going to be good. <clears throat> and uh, because like I said in my sermon, often we can drift away very slowly and uh, the devil doesn't want to be very um, obvious in a way he sneaks in mm-hmm. and, and tries to distract you from the faith. Uh, well, <clears throat> God wants to be, God wants to send a signpost. And, uh, and the offer here is like, I'm going to give you a really clear, big warning, mm-hmm. like, you know, flash, flashing red light. Right. 
pay attention. Like <laughs> this is really <laughs> a, a dangerous road. Um, so I agree with you. Uh, yeah, we need uh, we need to hear that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned three enemies that we come against: the world, the flesh, and the devil. Um, if you were to think about it, what would you say? Which of those three might be the larger of the enemies that are pressing in against you that maybe you struggle with the most, the world, the flesh, or the devil? Well, I would say really all of these three, but um, I think the world has a has a has a such a nice temperature like spiritual yeah. temperature uh-huh. it feels you know warm and cozy to kind of embrace the world standards i think for me personally it's really the world mm-hmm. um because you know you 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 live in your own body so you kind of grow you grow ac- accustomed to knowing like when your flesh kicks in and mm-hmm. when the, and you know with spiritual maturity sometimes you can also discern when the devil is really trying to to do something like pretty uh you know uh destructive there but the world is you you live in a world where so much of what you hear uh so much of what you see so much of what is communicated is uh, um you know against the current uh the christian current Mm -hmm. and um like i mentioned this morning it's it gets tiring over time to have to feel like you're always at odd right and um, I know for me personally, like choosing movies carefully has been mm-hmm. like the biggest challenge, for example, because like I would have Christian friends come and tell me, yeah, I watched this movie. It was mm-hmm. awesome. And so I go turn on that movie and I'm like, well, my friend, he's a Christian. He's a good mm-hmm. guy. He watched that movie. Why, why couldn't I? Right. But the thing is like, it's, it shouldn't work this way, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, so for me, it's been a challenge to understand that what people feel is okay shouldn't be the norm. It's mm-hmm. what God is revealing to me and His Holy Spirit is really um, laying on my heart. Um, so I think that's been like the biggest threat for me, especially like yeah, accept, accepting to be even different among mm-hmm. Christians. Right. Um, yeah. And I know it sounds kind of weird. It shouldn't be this yeah. way. No, I, but... <laughs> I, I completely understand what you're yeah. saying. I mean... Um especially like like with movies particularly yeah. um even even like kids movies you yeah. know there's certain things that Danielle and I don't think is appropriate yeah. for our kids but other parents seem yeah. seems okay but vice versa there's yeah. things that they don't think is okay but we'll let our kids watch it and so it's just odd and it, and sometimes it's hard to navigate yeah. um yeah that's interesting <laughs> i think for me if if i was thinking about this question like which of those three yeah. person on me I, I understand what you're saying and i and i can connect with it to a point and maybe maybe it's just um this kind of season i've been dealing with the past week or so um but it seems like the flesh is is yeah. the bigger of the enemy at the moment yeah. um and i th- i think part of the reason why is um i think i've i've put certain um barriers in my life against the world yeah. and i'm mature enough in the faith when i see the devil i'm you know yeah. i just want to kick him out you know yeah. <laughs> um but it, it, there's something um i don't know maybe just um like I, i've been feeling like frustrated and kind of a little bit angry just yeah. just at random stuff that it, it shouldn't really bother me so yeah I, I would say that's kind of been something that i've been struggling with lately um 
Mm. But I, I, but I think the answer to it is what you were talking about today, mm. you know, not neglecting yeah. such a great salvation and really going back to the basics. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, I've, I've drifted away from scripture reading and mm. quiet time more, more than I should. Yeah. Um, and, and that I guarantee is a big reason why, while I'm, why I'm struggling these past yeah. week or so. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, I want to make something clear that it was hard to really dive into that topic this morning because there's just so much to unpack in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people think that, oh, you know, I've drifted away. And uh, if you read Hebrews carefully, um, there are passages that can be scary where you think, okay, well, um, you know, it's been months since I've really had, you know, time with God or I've attended any church. I guess I lost what I had. And, um, and it's not really what what it says, you know, really. It's not really how we should view Christianity. The the reality is that um uh, it's it's so much of a journey. And I think that when you've experienced uh and tasted the the beauty of Christ, you'll have moments where, you know, you kinda drift away, but there's never gonna be a, a such a moment where you like completely abandoning the faith, you know? Yeah. And uh, I want to make that clear that people don't think like, you know, if they don't perform or if they don't perfect their spiritual disciplines, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. over. You've drifted away. There's never, there's never a point that you can reach where it's too, it's too bad. It's, it's too serious. It's too, it's too far. It's too, um, you know, you've, you've gone too far to go mm-hmm. back to God, you know? You, you really belong to him and uh, he'll do anything he can to uh, pull you back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I was kind of, as you were unpacking that a little bit, I was thinking, you know, we put down our anchor so that yeah. we, we use that analogy during our discussion. We put down our anchor so that we don't drift too far away. Um, anchors don't always hold. If, if yeah. the waves are strong enough, that anchor is going to get lifted up out of the sand or whatever. Yeah. But a great picture of Jesus is Jesus is holding on to that chain, that rope that the mm. anchor is held on to, and he's not letting you go. Scripture yeah. says that nothing can take you out of his hand. Yeah. And so he, he's the one, he's the anchor for our souls. Right. It's not something we have. Yeah. It's Jesus. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it is um, using that anchor analogy. It's great. There's been books written about yeah. uh, drifting away, not drifting away, yeah. using anchors is um analogy yeah. is a good analogy but um, yeah al- analogies break down but that's just the picture i had in, in my head as you were talking about that it's just well, jesus not letting go that's a great picture yeah um yeah no i agree <clears throat> i think that we need to put the the pressure the pressure is we shouldn't put the pressure on us only i think that is such a partnership where mm-hmm. um i wrote in my notes and i didn't mention that <clears throat> but it's a covenantal relationship you know see it see see the salvation as a marriage you know you've been you've been married and so god is going to keep his promises mm-hmm. god is going to keep his covenant he's going to do everything he can to make sure that you know he keeps his end of the bargain right and because he's relentless in his pursuit you know mm-hmm. um you know all we have to just say is yes and you know it's right there so. yeah yeah um you mentioned in your message um, this idea of p- 
paying close attention to what God has spoken to us. Yeah. And you brought up this, what I think is maybe a common view of God, where if he would just give me a sign, mm -hmm. I would believe, or if he would just perform this miracle, then I would know he's real. Yeah. Um, but looking at Hebrews and then how you talked about it this morning, the reality is that God has already shown us all the signs yeah. and wonders that are above and beyond what is necessary for us to come to a place where we say, this is true, this yeah. is real. So what, what might you have for somebody who is listening and they're just thinking, man, if God would just come through here, I would know that he's real. Um, where, where, where should they turn to instead, instead of, instead of maybe, I don't want to say blind hope because they're hoping yeah. in something, but um, I, I think the focus is off a little bit. Where, where should we turn if, if we start to question the things God has said? Uh, I would definitely turn to the cross and the resurrection. Uh, I know that sounds very kind of theological and just uh, insightful for someone who is, you know, who needs practical answers or needs, you know, um, I don't know, uh, yeah, needs a, a new revelation. But the thing is, there's nothing new. Like, I, I think that I, I don't know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I hear a lot of people talk. And I feel like there's this addiction or this pursuit of always new insights yeah. about Christianity, mm -hmm. but there's nothing new under the sun. Like right. the, the, you know, we think that Christianity, like us today in the Western world, we, th we think, or we tend to believe that, you know, what we live right now is how Christianity has always been since mm -hmm. forever. Right. But it's only been, you know, since the last 50 years, like what you see in churches right now, but there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Christian life that's been, you know, proven. And the first Christians were just, all about the resurrection and mm. you know like paul says you know i resolved to know nothing but christ crucified and so for someone who is looking for signs and wonders who needs that you know another proof that god is real or um has a tendency to always you know expect something new i want to encourage that person take the time to read matthew mark luke and john mm -hmm. and maybe especially the last three chapters that talk about um, the last hours of Jesus, what he prayed, what he experienced in agony. Maybe watch, you know, I don't know, The Chosen, watch The Passion. And and I know that, for example, for me, when I, when I realized, finally realized what the cross had done and what the resurrection meant, mm -hmm. I, I, I felt like I was really, I had like everything to prove that my faith was real right. and that I was just not believe, believing in something that was nonsense. And so I want to encourage someone to, yeah, you got to stop, you know, and you got to think about it. You got to study it. You got to, you know, reread and read again. Um, there's no really going around it. Basically there's no mm -hmm. secrets. Right. It's, it's like, there's going to be a magic recipe or a book you can pull out. Um, but I would really encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I was thinking of, um, Jesus, when the people were asking for signs and wonders, he said, the only yeah. one I'm going to give you is the one of Jonah. And yeah. it's basically, I'm going to die. And then three days later, I'm going to rise again. So great. Yeah. That's a great response, I think, yeah. to the question that, you know, you gave a great response. 
saying that it is all about the cross and Jesus's resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing that we hinge our faith on. Yeah. You know, Paul said, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then our faith is useless. Yeah. It's really the linchpin is the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. Um, which, um, this is a, a tangent thought, but, uh, the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus is enough yeah. to satisfy any doubt. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think I think that's a great great point. Is when we're questioning whether or not God is real, we really need to study and look into the resurrection yeah. of Christ. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great passage that you're mentioning about you know Jonah and the sign and yeah, yeah that's awesome. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts as as we close this time out together? No, I mean I mean I'm so excited to hear what the other pastors are gonna mm-hmm. you know say about this book. Um, I've I've been. I wanted to I wanted to get personal on that on that one just maybe a personal story because you know you can you can think oh, okay you know great you hear about drifting away and all that but one of the ways I've experienced my I've I've had that experience where I got a I got scared you know I remember when I moved to the states uh, over two years ago two and a half years ago and uh, we were living at um, you know at my uh, wife's parents and. You know the transition, the move, and being in a you know not your own home, and I started really neglecting the spiritual practices, mm-hmm. just not really reading scriptures on a regular basis. <clears throat> you know, I had I'd taken a sabbatical with ministry. I just did. I was kind of lost. I just didn't know what I was gonna do. Uh, you know, you're, you're if you've experienced that before, like living at someone else's place when you have yeah. two kids is really hard. And so I felt like I was just trying to survive. But I woke up one morning and and I had this thought that came really super strongly in my mind. Jesus, where are you? And it was mm-hmm. almost like, you know, a, a child who wakes up in a crowd yeah. and I, is like gripped by anxiety or like stress. Oh, my gosh, where are my parents? Mm-hmm. You know, where's my mom? Where's my dad? You know, and you imagine it. And it was the same thing, like almost a panic moment where I woke up in the morning and the first, literally the first thought was like, Jesus, where are you? And because I felt like I had neglected so mm-hmm. much of that friendship with Jesus. And, uh, you know, it happens to all of us. Like we, it's so easy to not pay attention and then wake up and and feel like, man, something has like really hit my friendship with God. Yeah. But again, like there's always hope. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can return. Uh, but that was scary. Yeah. And I actually hope and pray that mm-hmm. anybody who hears that, like can have those scary moments because if it wasn't for these kind of scary moments, then there would be no wake up calls and right. no chances to really recalibrate yourself and mm-hmm. you know, realign yourself with God's will and his purposes for your life. Yeah. That's good. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Everybody listening, uh, we love you and we're praying for you and we just hope that you'll tune in as, as we continue this series through Hebrews, looking at Jesus being greater than everything. I think that does it for us this week. So that's a wrap thanks for hanging out with us at generation you can connect with us on facebook or instagram at generation pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts if today's teaching impacted you we'd love to hear about it so please drop us a note